0: For twenty-five percent off your DNA test kit.
1: My introduction to cannabis was from my cousin. He says, We gotta go meet the family. You can't have any of this joint. I'm gonna smoke on the way. I did not inhale and I was as high as I could have possibly got.
0: or roll yourself a joint to sit back and learn something new about this magical plant on the Cannamom show with Joyce Gerber
2: from the tip O'Neill studios in North Cambridge, Massachusetts. It's the Cannamom show. Now here's your host Joyce Gerber.
0: Thank you. Thank you for joining us again on the Cannamom show, where we are talking about caring for and giving advice to women in the emerging cannabis industry. One can, a story at a time. So Dave, the yes. Zakim Bridge out here in Boston,
2: the Leonard Zakim Freedom, Charlestown Bridge.
0: <laughs> that a, that for, is the correct one. Is Name it? For yeah. For life. a while, it yeah, had Len- like
2: five different names. Yes, of course.
0: Yeah, I think it's like the Bunker Hill. But oh, Bunker Hill! I forgot too.
2: that. Yeah, right.
0: Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Anyway, so yeah, we're really from Boston. So his brother Stu, is in the cannabis industry. He's a PR guy. Really? Yes, of course. I, and no uh, so. Who who would know that? Anyway, so I met him a few years ago at an event in Boston, and he introduced me to a woman named Tracy McCaffrey, who founded a business that has just patented a new method of cannabis drying and curing that works in as little as 12 hours. It's like revolutionary. Wow. I know. It's called Mm CryoCure. I think it's basically freeze drying, but no rehydration necessary.
2: Wow. Wow. This is like uh, Breaking Bad, mixing stuff up in the lab kind of stuff. It's exciting. Yes.
0: Yeah, so, Stu did reach out to me. He told me about this the other day because now the patent is done. So, I said I would mention it. I am curious what our guest thinks today because she knows about this stuff. I don't, but uh, it's called CryoCure. You can, I think they have it available at Massachusetts Dispensary, maybe Sanctuary. I might be talk, telling that wrong, but it'll be in the show notes if they are available.
2: Um, I'm looking at the website CryoCure.com.
0: Yeah, and it. Uh, and it is in uh, flower CryoCure. Bride is available in Massachusetts now somewhere. I'm not quite sure, but it is here.
2: Are you going to talk about the news you shared with me this morning?
0: I was, but you can say it if you want. Sometimes it's better when other people brag for you.
2: Okay. Well, I think it is, <laughs> I think it literally deserves some fanfare. The Cannamom Show has been nominated as one of the few select best podcasts in for the cannabis industry. Is it in New England? No, it's in yeah, it is New, New England. England. Yeah, New England. Yeah, yeah. The to the the 2022 <laughs> New England Canna Community Awards, and so uh, we got to figure out where do you, where do you go to vote, Joyce? Do you know? Because we got to we got to stuff the ballot box here. Come on, I,
0: I, I'm trying. This morning, I sent text to everybody personally because that's the way to get a vote. I was a politician, you know that. And what Chip O'Neill always says is, people like to be asked. So I'm asking each of you. <laughs> Mm -hmm. um it'll definitely be in our show notes we will be doing some publicity i'm sure i think the polls close march 4th
2: okay we got time
0: we got time but you know last year i wasn't even nominated and i will say the truth is i i didn't know i was nominated this year or the podcast was nominated but i was on there voting for some of my other amazing friends who are doing unbelievable work in this industry so vote for me but check out who else is on there and if you are from new england and you aren't in this industry. Vote for your favorite person. There are so many of us. I'm so proud of us.
2: I love it. I'm very excited. You're also listed last on the ballot, which is good because you stand out.
0: Is that true? It's exactly. I, I agree. So make. I used to have a motto when I was running for school committee, make choice, your number one choice. Mm. Yeah, people. <laughs> and can you believe I did a one? 11 year old <laughs> campaign manager. I had a motto. I had a motto for when I was going to win and get reelected. You know what it was? What? Rejoice. Rejoice. <laughs>
2: now that's good that's a good it's a a good dad joke and i appreciate that yeah when i ran for president of the fifth grade i had little pins that said yaz has class and then the the then the 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 school bully started saying yes has class up is so i was like maybe that wasn't such a good choice
0: (laughs) children children all right so um i never got to use the rejoice but maybe this is it and just one more thing. I have to keep going. I do have a guest today. I just want to thank Plymouth Armor Group for making today's show possible. We will be sp- speaking with my friend, Allie Lotzka who is Director of Marketing and Business Development, in about 30 minutes after we have a chat with my guest. So, yeah, that was a big intro, Dave.
2: That was good. Quality.
0: Thank you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quality. <laughs> okay. Today's guest. She's got a big story. Big can of story. It's going to be hard to contain in 45 minutes. We met this year on Clubhouse. And we've been spending our mornings seeing the beauty in the world and learning to strut our Kiana Queen crowns and keep our crowns straight and shiny with Miss Khadija Adams because we love her. Today's guest joins us from Oklahoma, where she is a horticulturalist, plant intuitive, educator, and a flower show judge. She is aging with passion and is ready to share her secrets with the world. This conversation could go anywhere. So get comfortable and meet my friend, Pamela Staley, also known as Miss Pamela Sativa. Welcome.
1: Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I appreciate your kind words. Oh, boy, what a story. So uh, I had to ask for an outline where to start. So I'll introduce myself.
0: Yeah. Do it. So, okay, so 45 minutes just could go anywhere. And I know you are a master horticulturist. You're in Oklahoma. But, yes. you know, where does it start? Where did this passion for cannabis start? And I people can't see you. You're young at heart. If you just want to tell people your age so people know that this has been a journey and you're proud.
1: All right. Well, first of all, I'm going to say that I'm from an agricultural family. And the person who taught me to garden was born in 1856. Wow. So- Lived a hundred years. Well, no, I'm, I'm, I'm. I got, I got to tell you fib because he's, he sixteen. I'm, I'm off. So he lived eighteen sixty five. All right. So anyway, I, I'm all messed up. I'm all nervous because I want to talk <laughs> about a journey. Yes. Because I've got a worry about a woman's point of view. Exactly. So horticulturalist uh, agricultural family he was born in 18 something or another and he taught me to garden till i was 17 and literally here's how you test your ph level in the 1950s you wow. dig down past the right hot poop and the upper organisms and you clamp that up in your hand you put your tongue in it is it sweet or sour and it's the truth then you know what to add in so uh I am truly a mother nature. I'm truly intuitive. Uh, I, I, I understand air movement, insects, your zone, your environmental zone, and whether the plant is breathing with respiration and transpiration, whether it's converting its chlorophyll into sugars. I just love plants. I am such a plant intuitive. So, Which is, I got to say, it's literally the opposite of me. I am trying
0: again this year. I am trying to grow my own plants, but I left my tent open and my cat ate it. Catnip.
1: Yes, ma'am. Now, the biggest thing about that is you just train the cat. It has a tongue or a taste. (sighs) Uh, All right. (laughs) <laughs> All
0: right, I now, now I know it's hard lessons learned. People cats like cannabis.
1: So anyway, I I am of the age. I was I'm going to be seventy years old, and I'm uh, probably act about thirty eight, and I hang around with. Um, 40 so that's my peer group I'm in it to win it as far as this horticulture game goes I offer my expertise as a horticulturalist at all given moments so along my journey to get to the critical eye that I have for horticulture mm-hmm. actually Pam I didn't even start where did you where were you born you were born in Oklahoma right no no ma'am I was born in Ohio Okay. And it, It's a great story because it's about agriculture left the South, Tennessee, Alabama. That's where I learned to garden and moved to Ohio for the automobile industry. Oh, wow. That's history. Yeah. And then back in Tennessee, Alabama for the summers and believe it or not. You couldn't go back to school until the crops were harvested. So we used to get on the train, go back down to Alabama, and as kids, we got to harvest the the garden crops, and then the older people did the curing of tobacco. Oh my God! So I would run through the barns of uh, the tobacco farms and watch them put that layer on the floor and so much air movement in the barn. Okay. So I, I got it. I, I miss green thumb. So anyway, along the way. that That's
0: awesome. I, I love that story. That's very, like, that's very natural. Obviously it's like your summer camp. Like <laughs> I just, you were doing that. It was just yeah. what you did. Right. Yeah.
1: Right, right. And I had a single mom and she had four kids. So it's kind of rough. And this is what grandpa taught me, honey. Dig a hole a little deeper, work a little harder in that ground, plant something, to wet. dig them holes, baby. Dig them holes. Learn to cope, learn to be resilient, learn to adjust.
0: That's beautiful. That's awesome. Okay, so let's get back
1: to... But it's all going to tie together because... It is. My agriculture program is getting in the zone. As an intuitive gardener, I have a, a program that I present to help people look at all aspects of growing your own medicine at home because it is a journey you are going to grow you are going to get rid of some baggage you are going to look forward you are going to goal set you're going to have a mission it's a wonderful thing to get into this zone and I'm here to help you do that I mean I
0: love talking about this conversation because it's true I am not a green thumb person in any way shape or form my husband does all the gardening I do watch him and but I am a caregiver well, I I'm a care- love him yeah, I have a care. I am a caregiver, and I get how this this is a thing. Like caring for the plant and taking care of the earth, and it's so, yeah. It's it's just not something I feel naturally, but I just love talking to people now in this industry because I know I'm going to get better at it. I'm going to try. Okay, so keep going.
1: Okay, so to try to get onto our our, our outline. Uh, <laughs> number two. Well, my role. Okay. I got all kind of notes here. I'm just yeah. going to go with this. Okay. Yeah. So I want to talk
0: about the old days for a minute. Let's do this because right now, like I'm so immersed in this new world and we're immersed in this new world that we've almost forgotten the people who have been preserving this. So prohibition was a long time. It was a long time. And you were in that world and you are a woman horticulturist in that oh. world. So That's a very um, underground place I don't think many people know about. So, yeah, we'd love to hear some stories.
1: Well, my introduction to cannabis was from my cousin Larry. He lived in New Jersey, and he came out to Ohio and said, oh, my God. They're going to have this little festival called Woodstock. you got to run away from home. And then he says, look, we got to go meet the family at Red Barn. (laughs) And you can't have any of this joint I'm going to smoke on the way over there. And I had these big bell-bottom suspenders. I did not inhale, and I was as high as I could have possibly got because my ass is a calamity on Norm. So my first encounter should have not been in a public restaurant. So it was a dead giveaway. Something was wrong with me, and I did not go to Woodstock. but I did the next festival in West Virginia called Music in the Hills. It was 300,000 people there. It wasn't quite as big, but we didn't have any bathrooms and no water. And we had all kinds of babies born there too. So, And off began my cannabis adventure. So I started growing at home and, and grandpa's garden in the corn. He's like, I was in World War Two. I know what that is. You're gonna get me arrested.
0: <laughs> Did he, oh, seriously? So you were growing cannabis in your grandfather's farm? In where? Arkansas? Where, where are you?
1: Ohio. Ohio oh, in Ohio. That's where the farm yeah. was. Yeah, but he kept plucking it out. But unfortunately, when he passed away, it became grandma's garden, and she goes. What the heck are these darn things, honey? They're just taking over. I said, I don't know, Grandma. I got those seeds in the basement. I think they're some kind of 10 C spider. So-, <laughs> so, that was your, so that was the beginning of your growing. So were you actually yeah. selling to people? What were you doing with
0: your plant that you were growing?
1: Yeah.
0: Huh? What were you, so? What were you actually doing with the plants that you were growing? Were you selling at that time to people you knew? Oh, How you no,
1: no. First of all, you had to get the seed out of the brickweed. Okay, so that some big press came and pressed that crop, and they put it in tires, all the way to Ohio. It didn't smell very good, didn't look good. Had rocks, bugs, stems. It was very dry, and that's where you look for your seeds. So if and when you found a seed, it wasn't a lot. So back in the day, you have no idea what the beginning of growing was like. Because like, for instance, they used to come in those big squares. I mean, compressed, you have no idea how compressed as a matter of fact, we used to have extract in the center of that crap, and we didn't even know what it was because it was so compressed. We're like, look, it's another rock. I think we threw them away for 10 years. <laughs> so, so I actually have a question,
0: like a horticultural question. So now we know that there's female and male plants. Did you know that when you started growing canvas? like what did you actually know about the plant? Did you know anything well, about I, it? Or were you learning as you were growing or making mistakes and, figuring it out as you went along
1: oh no i can recognize some balls when i see
0: it i just i'm like kind of curious about because i don't know that much about growing but i do know this is a thing that has surprised gardeners who are learning now about the cannabis plant is a female and male part of it and that
1: yeah absolutely. you get a, a what? one nice little white pure hair for the girls and you get your ball sack right off the bat for the boys
0: but you know so. you knew that right away when you're growing so okay so yeah. i know your story is huge so you're in ohio you're growing your stuff and then what happens <laughs>
1: <laughs> you're going <laughs> okay so i wanted to mention back in the day when when we started hash uh, i just wanted to give hash a shout out for back in the day because we went You see those old-fashioned pictures of it. You always see this glistening ball of hash, finger hash. Well, we used to plant that in the backyard. So it'd stay underground for the winter, like curing. And then we'd dig it up in the summer, and it was killer. So I don't know what anybody else did, but that's what we did down on the south of the Great Lakes. So anyway. I'm I'm learning a lot today. Okay, Pam. All right. (laughs) All right. Well, okay. Now let's get into, yes, it was a male dominant industry yeah. and I am like I am now. And I was like, I am then. So mm-hmm. this the mouse that got me in there. And I just hung with the guys and they accepted me as one of the guys. And, so, and, how, so, and
0: I actually come back to your intuitiveness with the plants. Was this something you understood? Is it something your grandfather talked to you about? Like how did oh, you yeah. understand that you were so special with plants? Yeah, I,
1: I got a lot of respect for what I knew. Well, I can water witch too, you know, the dowsing rods. So I, 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 well, if you put the right stick or uh, um rod in your hand, I can find water.
0: Oh, all right. So, but people acknowledge this in the farming world that you were in, they they recognized that you had the special gift for the plants? Oh, yeah. 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 Okay. Wow. Okay. That's great. I'd like you'd... to
1: be at National Council. I am a So I, I actually went into NASA for a while. I don't know if we've talked about this, but. No, was... we never
0: talked about this detour. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, this might be longer you know... than an hour. <laughs> Okay. All right. Well, really quick. I, I, I did some subcontracting for several companies and I helped launch the shuttle craft, three shuttle crafts, And I got to be in on retrieved satellite systems and subcontracting companies. We got laid off after the shuttle craft blew up. It was kind of bad for us. And I, I had been winning all these County fairs because I'm a County fair girl. I'm a master gardener girl. I'm like a girl scout and all, all of that. So anyway, um, I went down to the local greenhouse and I took all my blue ribbons and I flopped it down on the guy's desk. And I'm like, look, I'm working for a blah, blah, blah up the street. Here's my blue ribbons. I need something to do for the summer. You got a job? He's like, yes, ma'am. And then uh, at the end of the year, uh, the season, I had to decide whether or not I was going to um continue in the flowers and horticulture trees and shrubs and shit I sold two tandem truckloads of freaking rock for that landscape I could draw you a landscape you wouldn't believe and um so I I elected not to suit up and electronically ground and go into those labs and I I stayed with horticulture now mind you it wasn't a very good retirement plan yeah no (laughs) I think that's did what I loved. I 27 years I taught people up in Colorado because I moved to Colorado after a divorce. I was not going to stay anywhere near Ohio. I took my 18 month old and did not know a soul and moved to Colorado in my little square back Volkswagen with my 18 month old baby. And I went to work back for a space program into horticulture and then became a national council federated flower show judge for the United States of America being 10 years the youth horticulture chairman for the state of Colorado and 10 years the western prairie grass expert for uh, America and I have I had much honor and training also as a florist so i have not even began to speak on that level of education in my horticulture realm right now i am in the state of oklahoma and i came here because i was compelled to come down here and teach in colorado when i left horticulture and gardening i i i had a glitch here and there i i, I had a run in with a uh, Countrywide mortgage, whole life-changing, different story. But I, as a single woman now in my 50s, stood in my street and said, what the hell am I going to do after my countrywide experience? And it's like cannabis. I've been in it. They respect me in it. I know about it. I'm experienced. And by God, I'm a big mouth. And I'm going to get out there and I'm going to do what I can do to empower my community the way I helped empower and I helped develop the charter school system across the world. In the 90s, another story. However, cannabis was always in my background. So through the time, I've had orthopedic surgeries and I know about recovery and I know about my own cannabis use. Error. 10 years, 30 years, 40 years. Okay. I'm 70. Seventy this year, so I'm down here in Oklahoma.
0: Yeah, okay. So like, we're up to. Like, I'm just gonna get catch people up. Okay, so now we're in Oklahoma. We've been around the world yep. a little bit. Yep. <laughs> yep, we were in Colorado. You moved to Oklahoma. How many years? ago? I've been here
1: three years, a little over three years now. And okay, so any of my and any of my
0: listeners who aren't aware, Oklahoma is actually a big cannabis state. I know it seems crazy, but it's true.
1: Okay, and, how bad?
0: And, one of the, and one of the and one of the issues we do talk about all the time are women in the industry. This is our mission. This is the idea that we are enhancing the image of women, that we are enhancing their power, and that is really what Pam is doing down there. So. She's come around the world. She's come back. She's in Oklahoma and she's working with women in the horticultural area because this is really important. This is not this is a plant. So starting at this level is important. So let's talk about the women in Oklahoma and what you're seeing there and maybe how things are maybe changing a little bit in terms of agriculture for women in the world because of cannabis.
1: Well, let me just give a blurb for Colorado for one second here. I helped run a magazine in cannabis up in Colorado for four years, and my responsibility was to first-time network southern Colorado. So those of you in the cannabis industry, that means I put Pueblo on the map, Trinidad, Colorado Springs. I was there for the fight when medical was passed, I was there for the fight, labeling, packaging, gifting, gifting, illegal. You want one cup of coffee or half cup of coffee? (laughs) We kind of ran the roost up there for a minute. So as I watched Medical Go Wreck, and what I am is I am a small business advocate. I'm an advocate for the mom and pop. That small business who I love and admire more than the whole world is that power couple oh my god when i see a power couple working together oh just it gives me goosebumps in my spirit and soul because that's what we're supposed to be we're supposed to be power and this industry takes 24 7 to get in it to win it and and to have somebody that understands and to work by your side Oh, I just really hats off for all of those people that work hard. And those single people that are out there making it, they're doing it by themselves. And my hat's off them too. And how you get into this? Oh, my God. Give you a dream? We might have a dream. Oh, my God. We might have a dream. So let's uh take a second out on a house. Let's uh, well, the kids aren't going to go to college for a minute. And mom, please, I know this is going to work. Please, mom. That's we So. I've seen the farm put up. I've seen them go down, and it breaks my heart. And I like to. And I, I oh yeah, I have a college degree in public speaking and applied sciences, so when I speak, I, I want to make an impact. I, I I want you to feel what those people feel. I, it's tremendous what's happening. So I tried to come down here because I knew they were going to need help, but I was a woman and I'm educated and I'm opinionated and i got a big freaking mouth and you're going to jump into my business. And what do you mean we're going to fall apart? How dare you say Debbie downer shit? And I'm like, well, shoot Paul Revere. Okay. I'm here to talk about truth in the industry. So in some sense, I've really been silenced by them good old boys. But every woman I meet, I, I, for instance, I met a lady the other day. Oh, my God, Canna Pam, I'm a.k.a. Canapam. Do you remember me? And I'm like, oh, no, I don't remember you. She said, oh, my God, you changed my life. She said, we were ready to give up. And we ran into you. And you struck our heart so hard. And our business is flourishing. Look at us. We're so big. We're so big. I hear that so often. And I've been to attorneys. They're stealing my ideas. He's like, oh, my God, want to shut up? I can't. So you know what? Tell me your story of success then, because I'm a damn bridge. Microdosing. Oh my God. And I don't mind sitting next to your hand and holding and picking that hair off your chin if you want to die with me. I'll help you with RSO. Let's have a little death and dignity, honey. We have lots to do, us women caretakers, as we becoming our cultivators, our extractors. We are loving and caring for this plant the way the plant needed to be honored and I honor that plant as sacred sacrament namaste
0: so what so what are you hearing from the farmers I find this kind of interesting so people who are coming in ma- male farmers I guess who are saying they think they know what they're doing and you say you don't know what you're doing what are they saying to you
1: oh well all right. the plant's magnificent and it's magical because I've been in the industry when I did 27 years of tomatoes I clocked in I loved him. I clocked out. I had a life. In cannabis, not going to happen. You don't ever get off. You get up at 4 o'clock in the morning and wonder what plant row 2 is doing. Well, uh, did I water enough? Oh, I wonder if the lights turned on. You didn't think about that in a regular horticulture world. This plant draws you in. It's 24-7. I mentioned that before. And I'm respected by those who know horticulture, and I respect the growers. Oh, my God. The men led the way. They came up with the formulas. They started this out. I'm all in an honor system. I'm all about honor, and I'm all about respect. And what we don't have enough of in this industry and integrity is ego check. Okay, so we all have things since pride. And we're all going to produce some different terpene because we love it different. We water it different. Our soil is different. So we can never master. We can never be a master grower. We are a steward of the plant. And and master growers overused because we are a student. And always, 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 I would like to hear the word uh, apprentice used. Mm. It's a true. Culture word. So, a lot of times I speak about proper terminology. The people that originally started teaching cannabis were not horticulturalists. They were cannabis people and they've used some wrong terms. Interesting. Right. They've taught a couple of different things. And my business says a lifetime. Uh, my horticulture business was called Simply Grown, and I have a simple approach because once you understand a few simple horticulture things, then if you've been an A-plus grower, you can be an A-plus plus grower. Sky's the limit. We're students of the plant.
0: It's an allegory for life. I mean, simplicity, less friction, being a caregiver. I got this idea. Let's I, let's. I do want to talk, well, I might have to take a break in a couple of minutes, but I do want to talk a little bit more about this idea of like I know Jenna, the other other women who are in Oklahoma who are in this industry, do, you, do yes. you feel there's again I just do a podcast about cannabis out of my daughter's bedroom, but I am trying to influence the impact women have across the board because oh, preserving I, these I, stories.
1: Respect this yeah. state you know. absolutely. These these women are putting it in. Mm-hmm. I mean, they are putting it in, and, and a lot of them silently, <laughs> silent. They have faith, so they're silent, and they're leading, and they're doing their best, and and we can't help the way the rules were written here. It's so overcrowded. It's heartbreaking, but the mom and pops are going down. Mm-hmm. Uh, people are consolidating, and I keep saying, think outside the box. Think outside the box. I've been in it to win it since 69, mm-hmm. so I am 69, isn't it? <laughs> So I, and as I said in my uh, video the other day, I was in it to win it. Then it was my day and I'm in it to win it today because it's my day. Let's get it together. Lead harder, lead harder. Ladies, let's bond, be a backbone, spread out. Don't limit ourselves. We cannot limit ourselves.
0: Yeah, we are there. All right. So that's a good note to sort of end on until we come back with my friend, Pamis Taylor, who is going to give us more tips, maybe about how to keep my cats out of my cannabis. And (laughs) (laughs) kind of thing she's doing coming up. So let's see. I want to take a word from our sponsor, Plymouth Armor Group, New England's leading cash and cannabis transporter. Hey, Allie Lodestar, who's here to represent. I know that we could talk about your transporting, but I really, Allie has a really interesting story. I think it's not something I've heard that often during, it's going to happen more, I suppose, during this COVID era. She's a mom of a, she's a young mom and um, she actually had COVID. While she was pregnant, which caused quite a bit of illness in her family. And now she's back at work. She's doing her thing. I want to give a shout out to Plymouth Armour Group for their support of a working mom, which we can get back to. But let's just talk a little bit about you and how um, you're feeling and how maybe cannabis is working in your life now as a mom. How are you, Allie, today?
3: Yeah. So I'll start with a very brief summary of my COVID experience. So I contracted COVID while I was nine months pregnant. I contracted it from my toddler. Who got it at daycare. This was pre-vaccine, so I was just told to stay home and isolate at home. About day five, I started having difficulty breathing, so I went to the hospital. From there, I had an emergency C-section, and then there was a few days in between, and then I went into respiratory failure, and I was placed on a ventilator and flown via helicopter to a Boston hospital. From there, I spent 12 days in a coma. I did not meet my newborn son. I woke up. I couldn't walk, speak, swallow. I had no memory. It, it was it was horrendous. I'm only 29. So, I mean, I just never thought that I would be that sick with COVID. Right. Um, so the whole thing was horrendous. And I came home with a lot of PTSD and anxiety and flashbacks and just this newfound fear that, like, everything around the corner was going to kill me. Understandable? <laughs> like <you're>, right. Like, <laughs> when you're in your 20s, you're like, oh, I'm invincible. And then I I now have two young babies. My oldest is almost two and a half. And the baby that I was pregnant with is almost one, which is crazy. And he's adorable and, and
0: big. He didn't suffer anything, did
3: oh, he? No. Oh, my God. Yeah. They're like, he's early. I'm like, he's eight pounds. That's <laughs> what we do, fine. mothers. We give it all. Yep. Like,
0: literally give it all.
3: <laughs> yeah, he was fine. Oh, my God. He's a porker too. But- You know, so I came home on like all these, these new medications. So they just kept being like, Oh, you're anxious. Take this. Oh, you can't sleep. Take this. Oh, before this, I wasn't on any medication when it was like, I'm 29. I don't want to be like carrying around my weekly pill container yet. Like, Uh -uh. So I had been working for Plymouth armor group for the past year and a half. And I was a cannabis user in high school and college. But I kind of, had, like a lot of people under the impression, like, oh, I'm a mom now, I shouldn't be doing this. Like, there's just that, like, there's a stigma about it. And then I'm suffering with all these things and I'm taking all of these pills to to fix these problems. And I'm, I'm thinking to myself, there has to be a more natural way to do this. There has to be a way that I'm not, A, spending $100 to big pharma every month and B, something that I know what's going into my body and the effects that it's having. So I turned back into cannabis this past summer, and it has been life-changing.
0: And you work for, just so Cliff, so she works for a cash and cannabis yes. transporter, which means that they are high security. But yes. they are, again, people, any other, other industry, they're encouraging her because they understand the health and wellness and that she can do her job better if she's feeling well. So most people yes. would have to hide this And you can talk about it on a podcast. So, Which is remarkable.
3: The world is changing. The cannabis industry is being led by some remarkable (laughs) women. Plymouth Armor Group specifically is our CEO, our COO, CFO, all female. I'm their director of marketing. And I just think that the more women and the more moms we have specifically in the cannabis industry, the more change and push we're going to see. I mean, this company supported me. I had to take six months off of work because... I was in rehab and PT, and I was supposed to take 12 weeks of maternity leave, but that turned into six months of learning how to walk, learning how to talk. I mean, it was, and there was never a push of, when are you coming back? Or do you think you'll still be able to do your job? I I came back to a promotion and a raise, and we missed you so much, and we're so glad you're here. And there was no penalty for having two children under the age of two and I work from home and I can balance my life and I really truly think that is because the cannabis industry has these women that are leading the charge because moms have to work it's not how it used to be most families can't survive on one income I know personally we couldn't but I wouldn't want to even if we could I like to work I like to have a purpose outside of being a mom and Plymouth Armor Group has just been a miracle for me, and cannabis has been a miracle for me in the last year. So I'm really just such an advocate, and um, so grateful for the women in this industry, and grateful to be one of the women in the industry. So
0: I'm grateful to have you. And again, that's a very personal story. She told me this the other day, just on a call, and I had actually not heard of a mom who had been this sick before. And just to even give it more, her husband was at home with a two year old, a newborn, and his wife was on a ventilator does that just not make you want to cry? (laughs) And there's so much, and I know corporate America, you would be kicked out. I'm pretty sure any of the law firms would have said, we're done with you. So again, in my day, I was literally told I couldn't do my job from home. Lots of women spent their days crying in the bathroom. (laughs) We all sent our kids to school sick. It was a really sick atmosphere and we were told it was our fault and that caregivers, whatever, we didn't have value. So I just plead with us that Cannabis is a new vehicle. It's a vehicle to change the way we do business and leading with women who are caregivers, who understand this plant is a caregiver. Hopefully, our voices are making a difference and we are actually changing things. So, Allie, thank you so much for sharing with us. That was really very personal.
3: Of course. Yeah, no, I'm I'm happy to talk about it and any awareness I can bring to cannabis and um, PTSD and any survivors of COVID. I know there's a whole subsection of the world right now that is a COVID ICU survivor. It's a group nobody wants to be in, but we're in. And we all have varying levels of healing and recovery. And mine has been pretty swift because I'm 29 and some people aren't as lucky. So I'm just grateful to be here and to be raising my children and to work for a company that supports me and cares about me and an industry that I think is really changing the world.
0: Amen. All right. So if you are anywhere in Massachusetts or are you, so where's is Plymouth? Is it just Massachusetts? Or are they in New England?
3: We are all of New England.
0: All of me. So anybody in New England who is looking to support uh, women-run business who supports really, really, really doesn't just give a couple of nods here and there. This is really supporting women in the industry that they <laughs> so they can raise their children and have a job. And they told they're good enough. We talked to Plymouth Armour Group because they're great. Okay. Thanks, Allie. Thanks, Joyce. And now we are back. All right. a Couple more minutes with my friend, Pam. Let's see. I know you have some points you want to make, but I just I keep talking about Clubhouse and I know that we met on Clubhouse. Just how did you get on Clubhouse? How did you find Khadija's room? I never asked that.
1: Well, I was going to wrap it up. Okay, so (laughs) you you mentioned Jana. Okay, so I'm going to wrap this all up. I I found another Clubhouse
0: person. Just in case anyone wonders, yeah, Jenna Stalins.
1: Okay, I, I, I'm. I go out and work with her at her farm. She's got a great business out there, and, and I want to get around to that. We really have met. You and I have really got to know each other with khadijah Adams and her room, and we have national leaders there from across America in the cannabis industry, and then we seem to have state leaders, I mean, whether we've identified ourselves or not. We. You know, we We. We have Nydia up in in Michigan. Yes, we have. We we have so many. I don't want to leave anybody out. That's why I hate just naming or it's a strong term. I I really don't like to just name one because I'm leaving somebody out because there's so many deserving women that are working together that are their experience they're bringing their ideas they're trying to recreate a community they're trying to be bridges and they and we have groups of them working within the state so mentioning one without mentioning all of them much gratitude to everybody and no that we are unifying, and we are leading, and we are loving, and it it is a changing industry. And so I I want to make bigger organizations of women leaders, because on the spiritual level, we've kind of been wounded women, and we are this really quick. I mentioned the industry, the agricultural industry. So when the war started, we, us women had to leave the home. We left our babies. We left the breast. We broke the bond with the diaper thing. That all began to change because we had to go to work because the men went to war. Okay, so we women are coming around full circle. We're back at home and working. And being better moms and being there for our kids and making a better future for us. So I feel from the industry, industrial age where we had to leave our families until now has just been, I'm not allowed to say these words on the radio. So I'll, my tongue is bleeding. Okay. <laughs> but so we've gone full circle. So here we are back. And I want to give much respect to every man that led the way and every woman that had his back and every woman who led the way with a woman who had her back or however your family matrix is. I want to thank all the advocates, all the patients. I, I want to give blessing and prayers for all those who died on the way. And, and we've got a mission and the mission now, we're watching corporation and big pharma come in, and we're watching this whole matrix change. And you know what they don't have? They don't have my story. They don't have your story. And I thank you, Joyce, so much for the opportunity. And I thank all, all those strong national leaders on Clubhouse that we have supported and shared ideas and 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 reached out to so so many more so we're a voice and and we're a voice for those who maybe have no voice and so now it's time to choose and lead so that's where I'm at as a a cannabis advocate I am here and I I will come and speak if you need me in your community thank you so much Joyce much appreciate
0: yeah we're like straightening our crowns again our world is ruled by stories. That' why it is so powerful. This is a very hard industry to be in. Everybody knows it. It can't just be about money and it can't just be about the way things were before. And I, I don't know, it's hopeful. I say we're a unique generation of women. We are led by Pam. She's a little ahead of me, but she kept it going. And we're preserving these stories because someday, pretty soon, people are going to wonder why there was such a big deal about cannabis. It's true. And you're one of the revolutionaries or the patriots or i don't know what you want to call the the, the ladies who kept it going one of the, you know, the men and women who kept this going because i knew that the story was wrong and they were willing to stand up against it that's very brave especially the moms these are the mom stories again right
1: yeah absolutely they're the mom stories but and we 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 had our stories and had to hide in our green closet <laughs> yeah so uh, so so how does your family so like- when you when you
0: went for actually when you went from horticultural or NASA to horticultural to cannabis, like what was your family's reaction?
1: <laughs> what were they? I better not talk about that on this okay. show. Okay. <laughs> and, you know what? It's a journey and it's what you make it. And, you know, we have a lot of options of what rabbit holes our mind want to go down. And like I said, there's nothing better than gardening if you get stressed out about something. And it just takes a few tips to be successful. And I'm going to give you a horticulture tip. This is the biggest tip. Okay, and I'm all saying. the years of everybody that came in, I killed my plant. Okay, i will say 97% is the same story. You killed it by loving it too much. So as a kid in school, kind of like they told us, well, the plant's going to drink the water and the water's got the nutrients. and But they forget or they didn't know at that time that the plant has to have a drink of oxygen. So if you're giving your plant, no matter what it is, I don't care what it is, I don't care what it is. If it doesn't get a gulp of air in between the watering, it's not breathing correctly. So that's my horticulture tip for everybody. All right.
0: So like good parents, benign neglect. I think that was really my basic parenting (laughs) technique. Keep baby alive. Try not to do any harm. Yeah, I'm with you. I can help you, Allie. My kids are 23 and 20. I think I've done it. They've left me, which is a good
1: sign. We want those baby birds to fly out of that nest and fly strong.
0: That's our goal. Yeah. I don't know. They will leave you eventually. I know it seems impossible, but, and again, this idea that we were so busy, Pam, we were running around like chickens with our head cut off, drinking wine, and the can of closet was clearly shut to me. I didn't know it existed even. <laughs> I can't believe I'm in this industry now, but that this is actually helping moms this is helping caregivers this is giving us not just from the horticultural, okay, to sit, I, just being in the just being in the ground and planting something and taking care of a plant to the actual use of this plant all of it is curing us
1: okay i gotta tell a mom story since this is my okay, so, go. okay real quick so uh, allegedly uh, back in the day hey pam you got a whole cup of coffee? That's an ounce. No, I want a half cup of coffee. Oh, I just need a sip of coffee. So I have two boys. That was the code words. All right, the kids are now, and they're 20 and 30, and we're having Thanksgiving dinner. And the boys look at each other, and they get that shit-eating grin on their face. And they're like, Mom, Mom, do you got any coffee? <laughs> And then they busted me out and I'm still <laughs> laughing about it to this day. So, But again, a generation
0: born in normalization and not in prohibition. So the moms are doing it. Yay yay yay. 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 Oh my God. Oh my God, Pam. We knew this would be good. We didn't know where we go. It was fun. We talked, we've been getting prepped for this. And Allie, thank you so much for joining us. Another good show with my can of mom ladies talking about their stuff. So that's another show for my guest. And my Canterbury
1: David Yaz. And oh, I'm can Canterbury. I jump in? I'm terrible about this. Oh, honey, <laughs> honey, honey, my God, your story about that COVID, oh my God, like I, I had to break out the deodorant because as a mom, I couldn't imagine. My heart goes to you.
3: Thank you. Thank you what's so it? much. It's a,
0: it's a powerful one. I mean, seriously. But okay, so should I do it again? So for my <laughs> for my guests. <laughs> and my canna pro, david jazz and our Cannabis mom show team i want to thank you for taking the time to listen to the Cannabis mom show where we are on a mission to enhance the impact women have on this industry by sharing and preserving their stories of love and kindness wisdom and hope thank you for sharing and listening to all the inspiring stories of the women building this new industry so that together we can crush the stigma around cannabis and caregiving i'm your host joyce gerber This is the Cannabis Mom Show, and we are a production of Pod 617, the Boston Podcast Network.
3: Thanks for listening to today's show. To check out more great cannabis podcasts, go to podconnects.com. Here's a preview of one of our other shows.
2: Are you looking for the next great cannabis business to invest in?